Welcome back to the show that is finally free from the clutches of the post-WrestleMania frenzy. It's Pro Grapplers. Introducing first. I am issuing an open challenge because I am clearly the top guy right now. I am Amazing Jason Sigler. And my opponent, he is Buddy Murphy, the second most top guy in the company. But he's also Steve the Shinkaker Shinny. This is getting complicated. Multiple top guys, putting a name in your intro that is not your actual name is confusing. Yeah, this is is strange, and I don't know why why you did this to me. You you don't want to be a guy that fluctuates between like two hundred three and two hundred six at all times. He has Uh, to decide: Do I want that dessert? (laughs) No, I'd like to wrestle next week. That sounds like a nightmare. That's why I never actually real wrestled. (laughs) When I was in high school, they're like, "You should wrestle." I'm like, "No, I like just drinking Mountain Dew." <laughs> I have to choose a possible future of of wrestling amateurly and possibly going be, traveling the world with it and seeing you know sights and doing awesome things, or my precious Mountain Dew. Well, it's more like choose between my precious Mountain Dew or getting my face rubbed into sweat mats for three hours a week but that's you, what happens but to you most have people who wrestle in high school yeah not yes, that's i'm i i know my limits and it's going pro in wrestling so <laughs> you know what i stick by my choice i okay that's that's good enough for me uh, we're not going to go over our bad life choices because that is not what this podcast is about it's that's about another one we got bad wwe choices <laughs> and we're starting that off on that note, with backlash, boo, um, lash, boo. Ba- it was bad not lash. bad lash. Bad back, backlashly. I've heard that many places. That's not my own. Um, it was not a great show. It was not uh, maybe even a good show. It started off really awesome with Seth Rollins versus The Miz because I'm sorry, but those are two of the top guys in the company, and when they wrestle together, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and so I I call this the worst show since last year's Backlash, because last year's Backlash started with the Usos versus the New Day, and it was amazing, and we're like, oh, this is going to be a great pay-per-view, and then Backlash happened, and the same thing happened this year. We start with this incredible match, and then Backlash happened. Boo. I'm all for tradition, but this is a bad one. That one awesome match does not count for the backlash. It's like, no. man, it was going really great, and then the backlash happened. Yeah, basically, this, the backlash occurred. Yeah, and it was the same thing where it slowly descended into backlash because actually the I liked the the Nia Jax Alexa Bliss match fine. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. And then things started to get bad. Yes, yeah, we went to Orton versus Hardy, Cass versus Brian, which again wasn't bad it just wasn't a cast cannot keep up with brian and also post-match attack leading us leading to us not getting the daniel bryan miz confrontation we were promised on what they called the backlash post show but we all know should have been called talking back or talking backlash or something <laughs> um and then More yeah like carmella back I, I like <laughs> oh god ugh, the gross that's i want to make it disgusting well i guess it was kind of disgusting it was so, yeah, kind of disgusting um, Carmella, I, I like her just fine. I think she's, I like her heel work. Um, but it wasn't in this I, match. It's I mean, uh, not terribly. It wasn't I, in the win. It, yeah. Yeah. And also Flair, 
outside of a kind of you know feeling like she needs to put her away with the the moon uh the moon salt and not moon salt with why am I failing with words today? Is it called a moonsault? It's called a moonsault. When she does the, the backflip off well. the rope, that's a moonsault. Yeah. 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 Man. Um, she feels like she needs to put her way with that. And then, you know, tweaks her knee, which again was the theme of the night. And then Carmela puts her away basically clean, which I think was biggest, the biggest problem with it. Uh, she yep. needs to lose. She needs to win in the, the weaseliest way possible every week. So, Yeah. And then the double dick kick finish for Nakamura Styles. I, I I see your note here that you could not believe they would make you hate men kicking each other in the junk over and over, but they did. They did. So here's the thing: I've spent my wife wa- spent my life watching soccer and MMA and kickboxing and all kinds of stuff where people kick each other. Never once have I seen this simultaneous nut shot. It just doesn't make sense. You, you would have to specifically Rochambeau for that to even happen. And even then, most Rochambeau matches end when somebody kicks faster than somebody else. It's not going to happen. It's stupid. Also, yeah. You it's the whole cup thing again. Like, both of them should have been wearing a cup. That would have been a yeah. good twist. AJ goes and finally decks Nakamura in the nuts, and he's the one wearing a cup. Yeah. Yeah, they both go down, and then AJ gets up and just starts, like, pointing his head, like, oh, I thought ahead. I finally did something. And Nakamura did not because he's the one, he's he's the dick kirk, dick kicker, not the dick kicky. Yeah. Anyway, in this, this case, stupid. Yes, very stupid. Um, also, two no finishes in that. a row is super stupid. And it's, it's it, I don't want to say insulting our intelligence because that's way too overdramatic, but it's like, you, you, you really are over over exaggerate or overestimating our interest in this matchup like we want this matchup we were excited for this matchup because we thought it would be good if you make it not good we're not going to be interested in it which i that's the only outcome i can possibly see because they they talked it up as the dream match for wrestlemania and then they didn't give us the dream match and then after every time after that they've had some stupid thing happen that keeps it from being the dream match so it's like they did this with Styles and Owens again, and, and as we mentioned, that was where that kind of started, was Backlash last year, um, and then went nowhere with it, and eventually just moved on to something else, and is, is that what they're going to do with Nakamura? Are they going to finally pull the trigger and make him champion, and we can get a gloriously heel Nakamura being chased by all the people on SmackDown? Like, I just don't see where they go with it from here, and it's they're ruining it. Yeah. It's it, 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 everything lined up so perfectly for, and that's probably that's probably a the reason it stinks so much is we all had it fantasy booked in our mind one way, and they probably went against it b because they knew we were doing that and they love to swerve, have them kick each other in the nuts they'll never see that coming. Yeah, that's just bad top to bottom. Not a great card. Rollins, Miz, hats off to you. Sorry you had to wrestle on this. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, had... shit card. Yeah. Yeah. The other matches so, were just so worthless. Like nothing came out of them. Yeah. That, that literally nothing. No. No titles changed hands. No. Uh, really, nothing came out of this. So, honestly, we're we're not even gonna grapple with anything on this show. We're just gonna move ahead. Okay. We're moving to Raw because Raw and SmackDown is where hope once again sprang eternal because we have the Money in the Bank match coming up, and what do we need for that? We need people. And so we have qualifiers happening, and these qualifiers made Raw and SmackDown 
so much better than they've been recently. They're not building towards a stupid Saudi Arabia prince show for you, prince. And we're not doing backlash, which, as we've already evidenced, is quite bad, usually. Um, we just had a, a strong card with lots of matchups. I love when they do qualifiers because you get to see guys wrestling that you wouldn't other see wrestle, otherwise see wrestle because they're not in feuds. But that that's where, like, the exciting wrestling can come from. And, I mean, the first match they had was Kevin Owens versus Braun Strowman. Yep. Like, good way, way to start off your show. And... Uh, and for my money on Raw, the best match was actually the triple threat women's match between uh, Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, and Ruby Riot. Um, I don't know if I'd say that, the there best. were good matches. Yeah, but it was I definitely mean, a fantastic match. I really did like that match, so I, I, I'm not going to say no. But yeah, this was a heck of a match. Um, the only thing I did not like about it was uh, Charlie's interview with Ru- or Ember after she wins, calling her an underdog. Like, we, we can't but help but call this an underdog victory. It's like, well, really? She, she's brand new. She, But she's not. She was in NXT, and she was the champion for a very long time. No. I mean, she was a champion, but for, you can't say anyone was a champion in NXT for a very long time anymore, except for Asuka. Like, she well, no, was she, was the, she was champion for seemingly forever. Yeah, and and Ember came and took it from Ember Moon. She was only there for one uh, back or uh, takeover cycle, right? Did she? No, no, she was there much longer. She was injured for a while. Well, then that doesn't count. But I'm okay with them calling the new people underdogs, especially when they have canine themed entrances. Yeah, I think it's dumb, but still awesome match. Um, Another thing that was booked to perfection, I felt, was Seth Rollins uh, opening a challenge. For his Intercontinental Championship, and I think that's a it is a pitch perfect time, move and a great time to do it because he is the top guy right now. And uh, Mojo Rawley answers, and I thought it, it was an amazing match, but I think Seth elevated him, and I think they also they worked together and made a an entertaining match. Yeah, this was a fantastic match. I I think it really showed what Mojo Rawley is capable of as like just a character and as a body type. It, it was the whole contrast of styles that I really like. They're very very different wrestlers and they played off each other very very well. I'm not saying Mojo is amazing, but in this one match, he he showed a lot of potential. And uh, Brandon Stroud mentioned it, and I believe he's right that. It's easier to believe that Seth Rollins could lose any of these matches because he's not the over the moon, not going to lose until we obviously know he's going to lose John Cena. So it, it feels like any any moment he could possibly lose this title. And I think the matches feel more urgent because of that. Uh, agreed for right now. I could see them losing that. And if they, they do this for very long, I think it's going to lose that and he'll become more, oh, he's got to be this way because he's this way but we'll see. And the final thing on the show that I thought was, was just wonderful was the triple threat, uh, in the main event, which was Balor, Zane and Reigns. And I, I don't like Balor and Zane not knowing how to win a triple threat, which is, you know, take a little bit of offense and then lay down for a while until it's your time to win. That <laughs> Roman Reigns does know that. And he, he did that. Uh, I mean, he did not win, but he, he tried to, and um, for a while there, we just get Balor and Zane just tearing it up and going out in the crowd. And I, I was all for that. Like, I, I am so excited. They, they, they probably haven't done it for good. They probably come, will come back together for something. But they split Owens and Zane up and had them do completely separate things on the show. And I think that really helped both of them. 
It did, but it also kind of underlined that they don't know what they're going to do with them. Like, it, I, I, that was the one downside of all this, is I don't know where Owens and Zayn are going, and I'm really scared of what they're going to do if they split them up, because they haven't done much separately, especially Sami Zayn. But I think Sami Sammy now has that that playful a-hole character that he can play with, because I, I, the one thing I did not know was missing from his entrance was him humping a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've obviously never seen him hump a ladder before. I had not. I had not, and I was. I, it was. It was quite enjoyable. He just Everyone knows Ska's ladder humping music. I mean, it, it worked. Like it. It sadly worked. Um, and also, uh, Roman seems to be moving on to at least a short feud with uh, Jinder Mahal, Yay. who cost him the match. And I. I don't want to see that at all. But I, I am excited to see. Uh, a show where they both go on last and everybody knows that. So everybody can leave ahead of time. I'm actually excited for them to feud. Cause then everyone can just universally not pay attention to something. So yeah, same, yeah, I same mean, thing. I, same joke made yeah, a different way. That's fine. Um, as long as it's not him chasing after Brock Lesnar for at least another month, who's not around anyways, then I, that that's fine. That's fine with me. Let, yep, let yep, them yep. bounce off each other for the role of least liked man on the roster. Um, let's grapple with some stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. You want me to grapple with, uh, so this whole show we had, not this whole show. Yeah. The whole show we had people hitting up, uh, Kurt Angle for put me in a match, put me in a match. I want to be in money in the bank. And one of the guys he talked to was Zach Ryder, but he didn't do anything. Do something. With Zack Ryder. Well, first off, um, I believe they didn't do anything with him because I think he's still injured. I think they want to keep him on TV and maybe give him something to do soon, and but they can't yet because he still actually can't wrestle. He Outside can fantasy of that, wrestle. He can imaginary yes. wrestle. He can wrestle yes. in our minds as he so often so, does. Mojo, uh, last we saw him in the singles, in a singles competition at least, he basically was, you know, Intercontinental Champion for a hot second and then had to drop it because he was injured. And that never came back for him. So I think we need to close the book on that. I don't think he's ready to be Intercontinental Champion right now, especially with the stacked Raw roster. So let's let's give him the next open challenge match with Rollins. Uh, it's a nice competitive match, but he loses. Maybe even Mojo comes out. And uh, cost him the match because he's still ticked off about losing to Rollins. And so that opens up a feud for the two of them. And then uh, they, they one, one time they're, they're arguing about something or getting ready to fight in the backstage area. And Slater and Rhino walk by. And it's just, it's just the meeting of the four guys with nothing better to do. <laughs> and they, 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 they bounce That's back and forth in a tag feud. That's worse pay-per-view than backwash. Carry on. They back... They bounce back and forth in a tag feud for at least the next six months. <laughs> and it's mostly on main event. That's now I'm sad. Well, it's it's Zack Ryder, and you have to learn to be sad because that's just Zack Ryder's lot in life right now. He's very happy with his toys that he gets to open up on the YouTubes and uh show it off to all the youngsters and whatnot, so don't don't feel so sad for Zack Ryder. He's living his best life. It turns out his best life is much worse than your life. Uh, I don't know. The man's been intercontinental champion. Like we can't say his best life isn't better than my best life. 
Uh, that's true. He also he also has a hot wife, which you know that's a kind of a WWE theme. It seems like, but um, he's he's doing okay. I want you to find somebody else a role in the show. I would like you to find Goldust something to do. He uh, he shows up in Kurt Angle's office. Uh, I can't remember what he told him exactly. It was Gold the same Dust. sort of thing. Uh, he was trying to get in a match, wasn't it? Yeah, and he did. He did not. He was not successful. Uh, he just makes weird noises, and Kurt Angle stares as only Kurt Angle can stare. Yeah. So uh, find Gold Dust a little something okay. else to do on the show. Absolutely. So this will never happen for obvious reasons, but I would love to see it regardless, and that's what grappling with it is for. All right. So we start with a shot of Gold Dust watching wrestling in the back. Only we can't see what's on the screen because he's actually watching it from a natural angle instead of the stupid one they normally use, where they're kind of standing to the side like a teacher in right. a in a school book and going, "Oh, that's interesting move." So he's he's watching something and he's very intently watching it. And the door opens and he quickly turns off the TV in a "I just got caught watching porn" sort of way, which I bet he could really sell. And wait, 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 wait! I'm gonna give you the sound effect that he would have for it. Somebody walks in. Yeah! <laughs> That's a yeah, sound he, he fumbles with the, the remote. He's got to kind of juggle it a few times, but he gets it off before yeah. in walks Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle wants to have a talk for him. And it's this very real, very quiet conversation. Kurt talks about, you know, he misses being a competitor, but he's glad he's in the position he is now. He enjoys working behind the scenes, and it's really been a good change in his life. And Goldust says, I know what you're trying to do. And he's very Goldusty about it. He's like, but I am, the curtain has not set on my illustrious career. And Kurt says, well, that might not be up to you. Um, NXT is killing it right now. We've got a lot of wonderful performers who are just chomping at the bit to, to have your position. And I, you know, we can't hold them off forever. Uh, and so, and, and at the moment, Goldust is gone. And it's just Dustin Rhodes in face paint talking to him and he's like dude come on i give me another chance give me a chance at money in the bank and kurt's like i'll give you a chance at a chance you have to win a triple threat against two young guys they can be nxt call-ups they can be younger guys on the card it doesn't really matter who that's not important for this story uh and so kurt angle leaves uh gold dust takes a deep sigh and turns the tv back on and now because he's at a different angle we can see what he's watching and it's new japan and it's Cody Rhodes. And then we have the match, and uh, Goldust comes out. It starts out as a very Goldusty match, but he can't win. He keeps struggling to get the win, and there's a lot of near falls. And finally, like near the end of the match, you see him just snap, and he's not Goldust and all fancy anymore. He's just a dude, and he's just doing his best to be a brawling technical wrestler. And he just beats the piss out of one of the other guys and wins. And so... Kurt says, awesome. Okay, so you get a shot at Money in the Bank next week against Seth Rollins. And, you know, if once again, if you don't qualify for and win Money in the Bank, you're done. And so we get the shot. Uh, the next week, we get a shot of Goldust watching Cody Rhodes again. And then we get a promo from Seth Rollins saying, you know, hey, I'm, I respect you, man, but I'm uh, Money in the Bank made me the man I am today, and now I want to do it. I'm going to take, win it again. I'm going to do it right this time. Uh, and then uh, Goldust music plays, and then you hear Dustin Rhodes' voice going, hey, turn that off. I, I just want to talk for a minute. And Dustin Rhodes himself comes out in just wrestling gear. And he talks about, you know, he's he's been proud of who Goldust was and the character and everything that he's done. But, you know, 
he's seeing what his brother can do, not by reinventing himself, but just by being himself. And he wants to give that a shot here. And he turns to Seth. He's like, you may be the king slayer, but I'm no king. I'm the other grandson of a plumber. And they go and they have an amazing match that Gold Dust, or that, sorry, that Dustin wins. And then we get him in a final Money in the Bank, Money in the Bank ladder match that actually ends up being his retirement match. Uh, he, he loses this. He looks great. He comes out as himself, and he has one last great hurrah. Uh, but he loses, and we never see Gold Dust again. And sometime in the future, we see uh, Dustin in a uh, behind-the-scenes role, preferably after going to New Japan for a while and feuding with his brother. All right. Two notes. Um, <laughs> I need to give you a time limit. Yes, you do. <laughs> and uh, let's let, let's try to keep it light. We don't want to just fantasy book a match that we would. Uh, th- this is obviously the match that you would want to see for the end of his career. But I I was thinking like make him Kurt Angle's Butler. <laughs> like I'm I'm thinking in the short term something that's uh, that keeps it light and funny, not actually book the end of the man's career. <laughs> well, but the thing is, like we all, he's not going to have much longer i they, he's just been kind of sliding for a long time i would love right. to see one big last match like just a big last storyline that really lets him kind of go out on a high note and i would as well but i don't think that's happening yet and and, and well, it's in my uh, yeah, world i i was i was looking for a comedic effect not uh actually booking the end of the man's career for over the next five years but <laughs> that said let's move on to smackdown because now we have less time. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It was a, a again, a better show. Um, I think the the qualifiers for Money in the Bank helped that. I think it was a show that started off shockingly with The Miz pinning Jeff Hardy. Um, and not just pinning him, but pinning him after a swanton. Yep. Like, Your finisher is flawed, a, sir. I mean, yeah, it's like it was like the bulletproof finisher. You hit him with a swanton, they're done. And I can't remember the last time somebody kicked out of that. And then the Miz, no, just rolls him up quick for a quick crucifix pin. Boom, I win. And also, with the WWE structure still being what it is, you have to imagine the Miz is getting a U.S. title match on SmackDown sometime soon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Which is great. I would love to see him in that. I, I, it would be really interesting to see how he takes it. Is he going to elevate it, or is he going to just like piss on it because it's not intercontinental? They could do a lot of things with it. I would hope they would wait to do that after Money in the Bank because I think there's a chance that he still takes Money in the Bank now that he's in the match. I don't. He's not. I don't think he will win. But I mean, he's in the match, so don't make him U.S. champion yet because, like, that kind of uh, foretells yeah. what's coming. Um, other things that were booked wonderfully. I like that Mandy Rose is now just flat out a porn star. <laughs> you would. You you get the fuzzy uh, filter on the video and the the entrance where she's dancing as if on a pole. Um, yeah, I, I my here here is my uh, my take on the conversation she had with Paige, where she found out you're no longer Absolution, so you're no longer going to each other's matches. So sorry, uh, Sonya Deville, you're barred from ringside. So here's how when it played out in my mind. Your partner is barred from ringside. Yes, the same one that helps you win all your matches. Okay, can I still do the hazy filter porn star entrance while Graves masturbates furiously under the announce desk? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) How do you think the filter got so fuzzy? 
Again, I believe Stroud called it the Vaseline filter. <laughs> or the Vaseline lens. Um, take that of that what you will. I I also found it funny that she won because it's quote-unquote her SmackDown Live debut. So she got to beat um, Becky Lynch. Which I'm is just assuming sad. that's the only reason. I'm, yeah. And I'm Becky Lynch even looked sad. She's just like, how'd that happen? Wait a like, minute. What has happened to me? <laughs> I feel like she was Robin Hood Man and Tyson. She pulled the script out of her back. Back... <laughs> The bags of her shirt. Wait a minute. I was supposed to win that match. <laughs> what the hell? As Corey Graves finishes over at the table. Um, uh, Woods and Cesaro have a match because Woods and Sheamus had a match. And I guess Cesaro says, well, after they discover all the pancakes in their bags, um, they say we have to have another match. Pancakes are like poop now. That's how wrestlers get back uh, yeah. at each other. I mean, arguably, the pancakes are the better. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, if I had to live bag. in a world where um, people were putting things in my bag and I had to choose between pancakes and poop, I would choose pancakes in my bag. Yes. Um, and uh, the, the final match, which is not a, a shocking surprise that it's awesome, but we get Rusev versus Daniel Bryan as a qualifier for Money in the Bank. And I think it's surprising that Rusev won. But uh, they clearly are going with more of an underdog story for Daniel Bryan. Still, he's not just going to win every match because he's back and everybody's so excited to see him. They're gonna they're they're gonna do the right thing, um, except for putting him with Big Cass. That is not the right thing. Yep. And uh, yeah, basically the story is that Cass did too much damage to him in his after match attack at Backlash, which is not true. But uh, and Rusev gets the win for that reason. Also, Rusev is awesome, so he should win. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't see why it can't just be Rusev just was the better man that night. Rusev's a great wrestler. There's, There should be no shame in losing to Rusev. Yes, I agree. Uh, but uh, clearly the story with the with the camera shot, with the pan up, the money in the bank briefcase behind him as he looks so forlorn. Um, I did I did love people uh, put it, getting that video, that quick little gif with the little thing in the corner that says... Uh, Chris Lee knows best. The show that comes on after SmackDown is the countdown is coming. It's like t- counting down, and Daniel Bryan just looks so sad. It's like that feeling when Chris Lee knows best is on. <laughs> it's like so sad. Um, but yeah, we we know he'll be fine. Uh, big cast aside. So uh, yeah, I I it was top to bottom. This so much better of a show than last week. Um, building towards things. Peyton Royce got to wrestle, and I think she she does a great job. Much much better than uh, she's given credit for. I think most times. So, yeah. I want you to book something, and I want you to keep it brief. Okay, I'll try be, and make it funny. I'll. <laughs> they don't all have to be funny, but they should all be but a little briefer be. than my last. These are, these are these are fu- these are fun bookings. We're not trying to make people think here. We're trying to entertain them. Um, Thinking entertains people. Poignancy is entertaining sometimes. It's all about balance. Anyway, give give me it. Give me it. I'm ready. It is. I would like for you to give the Bludgeon Brothers something else normal to ruin. They they don't know how to play with their toys. There's a slow panning shot over all the toys that they've ruined, all the heads they've torn off of wrestlers in the back. And then, of course, they're there with their hammers and they want to smash a camera. 
So find find something else for them to ruin backstage. So when you say something for them, like like they've ruined hammers and made hammers like giant sledgehammers not intimidating, is that what you want me to have them ruin or just break a lot like they did the just, toys? Just just something stupid with their hammers to do. They got they found the clangy poles that fall over whenever somebody gets attacked, and they're just beating them up with their hammers. <laughs> okay, uh, so. What's more ubiquitous in wrestling than any other inanimate object? Chairs. So you have a match where someone beats them up with chairs, and like that's how someone's actually either able to beat them or only beat them, almost beat them, is like the Usos just go to town on them with chairs. So for the next four weeks, we just see them going around with sledgehammers beating the crap out of chairs. If anyone's sitting down and the Bludgeon Brothers show up, they jump out of the chair and they just go to town and smash that chair with real sledgehammers this time. Because it doesn't matter if you beat up a chair. With a soft, soft hammer? No, no, they're um, real I, hammers. Well, yes, but no. And eventually um, they get the uh, the announcer's chairs, and so the announcers just have to stand for an entire show. That actually feels like something I'm surprised has not happened yet. Um <laughs> I think you just accidentally booked, if they're doing TLC this year, which I honestly don't know if they are, I think you just accidentally booked that show. I think it's going to be <laughs> tables, ladders, chairs, and hammers. <laughs> and that match is just going to be chairs versus hammers. And oh, the see, yeah, they do it before, and so like they just destroy all the chairs. So they're like tables, ladders, and chairs? Like, Can we find any chairs and keep them safe long enough to do a chairs match? We don't know. <laughs> oh, and I've got, I've got a surprise return for that match that would get everybody popped. Um, Dean Ambrose comes back and he's got his Dean Ambrose wagon like he had before WrestleMania. <laughs> they had his chainsaw and everything in. And what does he have in that wagon? Shitloads of chairs. And he's just <laughs> doing the Dean Ambrose thing and just chucking them in the ring. You get chairs. Get... Everyone's just so excited for chairs. All right. I love it. Bludgeon Brothers are trying to bat him out of the air and they can't. <laughs> no, do it fast not enough. chairs. <laughs> Our worst nemesis. Hit me, brother. That seems to do something. I don't know. Um, okay. So uh, okay, that that's that's good. Uh, what do you got for me? Uh, let's see. I would like you to do decide what Rusev is gonna do with the briefcase, because we've got a couple weeks before Money in the Bank, and I'm sure we're gonna talk about all our people we want to win. So, what's Rusev gonna do if he gets the briefcase? Well, th- this is complicated now because I don't know if they're gonna keep him and. English together, or if they're gonna play a, you get I to really, decide that. Yeah, I know, but I I want to figure some real things into it because I think that makes it a little more interesting. And so it, once he gets the briefcase, he definitely has to rebrand it. And I don't know if it says Happy Rusev Day or if maybe we've moved on from that and it just says Rusev in the bank <laughs> or money in the Rusev. Yeah. Oh no no no. Okay. Yeah. Here here we go. So uh, English is given the duty of of decorating it, and he makes it say Happy Rusev Day. Because of course you would. They're Rusev Day together. And then Lana sees it and says, "What the hell have you done to his briefcase? No 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 no. Let me have this. I'll 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 do it right." And the next week he comes out, and it's just like Lisa Frank, just like <laughs> glitter and unicorns everywhere, and he's carrying it. And he's so pissed off that he has to carry this briefcase now because it looks so. <laughs> like 13 year old girl and <laughs> yeah so it, that 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 is where the split comes in like that that's what makes him not 
like lean towards English instead, because at least he made it, you know, branded in their their winning brand and not just decorated for women. And so this goes back and forth and they, they keep getting chances to decorate it. And all this time, Rusev is having perfectly wonderful matches, but those don't matter because we're all just wondering what the briefcase is going to look like the next week. <laughs> all right. Okay. That sounds like fun. I, I, I'm surprised I remember... you're, you're trying to break, break them up. I think the three of them could be a power threesome. I think they can be, but I, I, Lana is like too jealous. And yeah, also they, they did an after bit. I meant to link you to it because I only found it myself yesterday. They did an after match thing where uh, he and English are getting interviewed backstage and he, he has basically lost his accent. Like he's, he's basically just talking like he does on total divas or whatever. And now Lana has as well. Like she has almost no accent. That's it's weird. Yeah. It's not, send me that link. I want to see surprising. that. They've taken them off TV, and I, again, they're on another show where they are completely just talking like Americans for the most part, especially her because she is, yeah. um, and American-born, I should say. And so, yeah, it's it's weird to see her like interrupting him in English and just sounding perfectly like uh, not Lana, like C.J. Perry, her actual name. Do you and remember? So, I can't remember who it was. They were interviewing whoever she she starred in one of the movies with. And they're like, how did she lose her accent so well? And it was like the Miz or something. It was like, well, Lana is a consummate professional, and she has been working on her American accent for a very long time. <laughs> it's like, wow, right. this is some dedication to kayfabe. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least you explained it. This In this case, she just showed up. It's like when Kofi Kingston showed up and wasn't Jamaican anymore, and Triple H had to point it out because he's like, uh, somebody's going to have to say something because that's very big. <laughs> Weren't you Jamaican? It's like, oh, crap, I was. Not anymore guess that's not part of my gimmick anymore um i want to really quickly because i did show you the clip or at least the highlights of the match i really quickly want to touch on 205 live because i think it contained the best match this week and it was buddy murphy who is consistently delivering on every match he has in 205 live um versus mustafa ali who we know is money uh he fought cedric alexander leading up to wrestlemania and then at wrestlemania he is amazing to watch. So the two of them put on an amazing match. Yes, I was very impressed. Like you, you told me about it, and I'm like, okay, I, I expected a very, you know, standard 205 match, the 205 live match that just happened to have some some cool move or any something. But no, this was a great match. Uh, Buddy Murphy, I'm not familiar with him. I haven't watched as much NXT as you have, but I was very impressed by him. And his finisher is really cool. Yes. I, was, I was watching that match with my son, and I was like, I started marking out to his finisher, and my son's like, what is that move even called? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to watch that again. It's like a pump handle into a Samoan drop. It's a pump handle into like a neck breaker. Yeah. Some, and it's, it's uh, um, called Murphy's Law. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and he also has, no Google, I did not want to look up Buddy Murphy Trash Champ. <laughs> tag champ <laughs> thanks for inserting your commentary into my search though that's really appreciated um uh blake that's that's what his name was blake uh wesley blake and buddy murphy was their names and they were the tag champs in nxt and like, like i was saying before the show that's where alexa bliss kind of got her start as far as being a total dirt bag and yeah i don't i don't know if he feels like he has to prove something because 
you know, I, I, he's on 205 Live literally because he keeps making weight every week. And there was one week where he did not. So he did not get to wrestle. Like he said, I want a match. And they were like, okay, well, you have to do your way in. Oh, sorry. You weigh 207. No match for you this week. They actually did a storyline <laughs> of that. I would love them to play with yeah. that more. Yeah, they totally did. It was, it was it, it, He's been the only one that's done it so far. But yeah, Drake Maverick like weighs him in every week before his match. And it's like, okay, well, if you make weight, then get on out there. If you don't, then I'm sorry. You're not wrestling. And it's, it's kind of silly, but it, it, it's leading to awesome matches, so I don't care. And I, I think it, my favorite move that he has, and he did on Kalisto too, uh, is the running release suplex. Like, he gets him up for a suplex, and he just keeps moving. He doesn't just stand there and hold it like Bobby Lashley or just bring him right down. He, like, walks into it, and it brings the impact. Like, it, it, the momentum slams him down. In this case, on Mustafa Ali, it was on the floor. Yeah, I saw and that match. That, or that move was pretty cool, too. The announcers made a, a good deal out of, oh, my God, did you hear that when he hit the floor? Because <laughs> it was a big thud. Um, yeah. Look that up if you have not yet. It's on the YouTube was where the highlights are. Watch the entire thing if you can on the network. That, yeah, that's my match of the week. Absolutely no question about it. And some awesome things happened on NXT as well. We're not going to talk too much about them. Uh, Cassius Ono tried to get revenge on uh, Tommaso Ciampa for his buddy Johnny Gargano. It did not go well. I'll just say that. And also, Mauro Ronaldo may be the most overselling superstar they have right now. Um, <laughs> his selling on Champa just d- doing what he's supposed to do. He's wrestling and just being dastardly about it. But, oh, my God, he is just, what did you just do? Oh, my God. I'm telling the other announcers in my, you know, how many years of combat sports, I've never seen anything like this. It's like, Okay. <laughs> Tone it down, Sim- Simmer down, Manalo. <laughs> yes. I love that you make him sound like a cookie. <laughs> Mar Manalo. Like... No, he's Manalo, and he's delicious. <laughs> yeah. nom, nom, nom. Um, I will quickly get to the ringside area because there was a couple of injuries that may have uh, occurred, slash they're working through. So Alexa Bliss was possibly injured at Backlash and is maybe working through that, or wasn't as serious as they thought, and she's fine. Uh, that has not been necessarily uh, talked about anywhere outside of uh, WWE or in WWE, and she's working the European tour that they're on right now, so it would appear she's fine. Um, Charlotte apparently has a ruptured breast implant that actually happened before WrestleMania that she needs to have surgery to fix, but uh, is putting it off for whatever reason until a time to be determined later. Yeah. That sounds like a very painful thing to wrestle that, with. Especially if you moonsault a lot. Good gosh. Yeah. I, well, I to be so fair, she moonsaults and she lands on her feet. That's true, but still. Yes. Um, and also, apparently, the, the, the newest update, when she on the European tour, uh, she busted her teeth out. There's a video of a fan, you know, leaning over the railing like, Charlotte, come on, take a picture with me. And she comes up and she's holding her mouth and she says something to the effect of, you know, I can't take a picture. I just busted my teeth, but she's smiling. But so, uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see what comes of that. Charlotte is now injured at least a couple of ways, and I mean, she just qualified for the Money in the Bank. So I, unless they switch that out, which Lord knows we remember Survivor Series last year, <laughs> they they do switch out cards when they need to. Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Um, yeah, well, we'll we'll see. Time will tell about that. 
And it'll also tell us what's happening next week on the wrestling. Because I bet you we're going to get more qualifying matches. I bet they will be awesome. I bet we're going to move forward with uh, the feuds that they've built since Backlash. Which, again, thank God, we are past Backlash. We are moving on to better things, I hope. Yes, we'd, we'd almost have to. I, I'm trying to remember what pay-per-view came after Backlash last year, but it was better. So, I want—I thought it was TLC, but I might be wrong. And honestly, it, may, it probably was Money in the Bank, because I think they do Money in the Bank like right after WrestleMania, so they get that next build towards, well, well now this person has the briefcase, so they could cash in at any moment. Yep. Because um, it does feel like Carmella has held it for like a year. So. It's been pretty close, yeah. Yeah. So exciting times. Hopefully it gets better. Hopefully it continues to get awesome and we will watch it all. And we'll talk with you next time on the next episode of pro grapplers. You can follow us on Twitter at P grapplers. You can find me at the Jason Sigler, all one word. You can find me at Idaho. Talk us up. Tell us about all the things you liked, all the things you didn't like the episode, subscribe, We'll see you next time on the next episode. Until then, I have been amazing Jason Ziegler. And I am still Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Pro Grapplers. A Pro Grapplers. Thank you, Adam Sandler. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>